Good week so far, Brother Gary. Be happy with me. I'm remembering to record again. I don't want him hunting me down and pointing that finger at me, getting at me. Uh, just a reminder uh, for this week and next Wednesday. Obviously, not a, not the same setting as it would be in the sanctuary, and so we don't have the same offering time. But we do have a bucket, and we'll, we'll pray for those at the end as we receive our gifts. Um, but first and foremost, before we begin our lesson tonight, does anybody have a need they want to make mention of tonight? Yes, ma'am. Um, if you guys would just lift uh, Dr. Turner from our office, his stepbrother, they a month old, and they had to rush her into surgery. She's got a blockage in her main artery, so it's a pretty severe situation. Absolutely, absolutely. Doctor, what was his last name? I'm sorry. Turner. Dr. Turner. Thank you. Does anyone else have a need? Special unspoken. I'll tell you what, that, that's an urgent need. And, um, I'm sorry. Dr. Turner, That's an urgent need. And I don't think that we need to wait to bring that before the Lord. So let's, let's bind together right now for that baby. Father, in Jesus' name, I command that blockage to be removed from that baby. In Jesus' name, stretch forth your hand, Lord, and touch it, Lord. We know that you're the healer of all things. You're the one that made us. You yourself created us. And we know that by your stripes, we're healed. And Father, I speak a word of healing to minister to that baby, to dissolve the blockage and to remove it by the authority of your name, Jesus. You said to call those things that are not as though they were. And Lord, we do that right now. That baby's arteries and veins are clear without any blockages right now in the name of Jesus. You read where you sent your word forth and it healed them. Father, send your word right now to that baby and heal. God, and I pray that the peace that God gives, the peace that passes understanding, would guard the hearts and minds of that family right now. Send angels, Lord, to minister to them in this situation and let your peace abound, Lord. In Jesus' name, we bind together in agreement and we call it as done in Jesus' name. Everybody say amen. amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you all for being here tonight and enduring uh, so far four weeks of, of speaking in tongues. <laughs> uh, we'll get into this in week number five. And to, today, is, I was telling Mia as I was kind of putting stuff together. I was like, man, this is, gonna, this is just good stuff. I said, some of this stuff I'll repeat because I, I covered ish about it. Week number one, kind of, but, but I was telling her, I was like, this stuff that I'm going to talk about tonight, I don't believe we can talk about enough. And when I get into it, you'll understand why, because it is, it's doctrine. And, and I, I'm sorry, I love doctrine. I, I'm not sorry. I'm, I'm going to take that apology back. I am not sorry. I love doctrine. I love the doctrine of the Bible. And so we're going to get into that tonight. And before we do... I want us to pray again. I want God to tenderize us. I want God to speak to us. And I want us to give room for him to move among us. In Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for this time that we're able to come together. We thank you for breaking of bread and ministering of your word. And I pray that you would cover every heart, every mind, every imagination by the blood that you shed. Let every thought be brought into captivity unto the obedience of Christ. And Lord, let my word be anointed. Your word is anointed, but anoint these lips of clay as I minister and as I teach, Lord. Let it be received into these people on good ground, ready to receive the word, ready to hear the word, ready to act upon that word tonight. Lord, let your favor and let your blessings be upon us. Thank you, Jesus, for the privilege of coming together. We come to magnify you and exalt your name and give you all of the praise and give you all of the glory. We're going to magnify you here tonight, Lord, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. So, this is five weeks. By now, you know what we're going to start with. Where are we going? Aleph Bet. Aleph Bet. So, if you would, 
go to the back of your pages and, and find that Aleph Bet, and we'll begin. All right, you ready? Aleph Bet. Without the dot, what is that? Good, vet. No dot, it's a vet. Gimel. Dalet. He. Vav. Zain. Chet. Tet. Yod. Kaf. Without the dot, what is that? Good job, Mia. Chaf. You clear in your throat. Chaf. Like a chaf. It's a good chaf. It's like you got the Yeah, you got the chaf. This time of year, everybody should be able to do that. <laughs> then that one next to it, that, that's, that's kaf sofit, which that means, again, I'll explain with, with, at the risk of being overly explanatory. That means that that's how you write that letter when it appears at the end of a word. It's a kaf sofit. The next one is lamed. Mem. 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 Mem Sofit. So just like Kaf Sofit, this is how you would write the M character at the end of a word. Nun. Nun. And then Nun Sofit. Samech. Ein. Pe. Without the dot. Good. And then Fe Sofit. Sadi. And then Sadi Sofit. Kof. Oh. Resh. Resh. Sheen. Sheen. Now, if it's a sheen, where's the dot? To the right. Good. Why? Sin is never right. And then if it has the dot on the right, what is it? Sheen. Okay. And then last one, tav. Aren't you glad in English we don't have to write our letters different at the end of a word just because? I mean, that would be confusing. I'm sorry. That would be very confusing. All right. October's coming. All right. I, I brought this before, but I brought it again because it directly relates to what we're going to start with. This is, this is, I wouldn't call it a pocket version <laughs> unless you've just got like really big pockets. Jinkos. Yeah. <laughs> That's a throwback <laughs> back to high school. <laughs> For the record, I never wore them. <laughs> That even even for me that was sorry brother Will. <laughs> he told he told on himself. <laughs> so um, this, this obviously is small. Um, my eyes thankfully are still I don't need bifocals yet, and so I can still read the small print. They have bigger versions obviously, but this is a this is a Tanakh. And so tonight I'm gonna just kind of before we get into all of our new terms, I'm gonna explain what a Tanakh is. Um, so it's actually an acronym. I think I mentioned in one of our first classes that the Jews absolutely adore acronyms. I mean, like beyond any people I've ever known about, they like acronyms. And, and, and honestly, though, I see the benefit because if you can create an acronym for something, oftentimes it helps you memorize things better. And so I think that's how they're able to memorize a large portion of scripture is because they basically come up with an acronym for what the verses say. And so uh, they've done it for for commentators, they've done it for authors, they've done it for a bunch of different things. And so this, again, is, is an acronym, basically. Um, so it's basically, not basically, it is, it's the Old Testament. This is the Old Testament in Hebrew slash English. It's the JPS, so it's the Jewish Publication Society. It's not like the Old Testament 
in King James. It's almost a more literal translation for what you would find written in Hebrew. Um, and so actually, our teacher, my teacher, and now I'm kind of taking on some of his things, is that's not the Old Testament, it's the First Testament. Because it's still very much alive, amen? It's not old. It's, so it's the First Testament. And it's basically broken into three parts. So the ta, the Torah, the Torah, which means instruction. Torah means instruction. So there are five books that give instruction in the Old Testament, in the New Testament, the First Testament, rather. Um, Moses wrote these five books. So you know them very well. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, right? The first five books, you would call them the Pentateuch, but in this case, it's the Torah. So the first five books are Torah. The first five books are giving instruction. Okay, the, the Nah and Tanakh is Nevim. If you want to write that down, it's N-E-V-I apostrophe I-M, Nevim. And this portion of the Tanakh is comprised of the prophets. But literally, Nevim in Hebrew means spokespersons. So these are God's spokespersons. And kind of um, like we would give the breakdown for prophets as the major and minor prophets. Saying minor, not meaning that they're less significant, but just that their books are typically shorter. They break them down differently. They have them broken up into the former prophets or the Nevim Rishonim and the latter prophets, the Nevim Acharunim. So the former prophets include the narrative books of Joshua, Judges, Samuel, and Kings. And you'll notice they don't do 1st and 2nd Samuel, 1st and 2nd Kings. Samuel is all one book. Kings is all one book. What, what, do, you, what do you say that one? Those are called the uh, former Joshua, prophets. Joshua, Samuel, and Kings. 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 And then the latter prophets include the books of Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, and then 12 what we would call minor prophets. Hosea, Joel, Amos, Obadiah, Jonah, Micah, Nahum, Habakkuk, Zephaniah, Haggai, Zechariah, and Malachi. So those are the Nevim, the spokespersons. Lastly, we have the Ketuvim, or literally the writings. So you've got, you got the law, you've got instruction, you've got the spokespeople, and then you have the writings. And so these are broken down into different categories, like poetic books, like the Psalms, or you call them in Hebrew, Tehillim. And then you have Proverbs, which is Mishiel. And then Yob. Because there's no J sound. Yes, dear? Can you spell that? Which one? Yeah, Ketuvim. Okay, yeah. K-E-T-H-U-V-I-M. Ketuvim. Those are called the writings. And so they're again broken down into poetic books, which are the Psalms, Proverbs, and Job. The next grouping is called the Five Scrolls, which is Song of Songs or Song of Solomon, Ruth, Lamentations, Ecclesiastes, and Esther. And then this last group doesn't have a formal name, surprise, surprise, but it's Daniel, Ezra, and then again Chronicles, not First and Second Chronicles, just Chronicles. Those are the Ketuvim.
Daniel, Ezra, and what? Daniel, Ezra, and Chronicles. So guess what? Last week, we finished the first book of the Bible. <laughs> That's an accomplishment. We made, we made it through the first book. We made it through Bereshis. We finished Genesis last week. Um, today, we're going to start Shemos, Sefer Shemos, book of, book of Exodus. We're not going to get very far in our next two weeks, but that's all right. We're going to learn a lot still. We may not cover a lot of ground, but we'll learn a lot. Kind of like that first week in Genesis. We, we didn't get through like three verses, but there was a lot of material. I think it's going to be kind of like that here tonight. Um, so for tonight, let's get into our terms, shall we? So that first word is Shemos. Shemos. Literally, it means names. So if you think about Hashem, which means the name. Shemos is names. Interestingly, in Hebrew, there is a masculine way to make a word plural and a feminine way to make a word plural. Ain't that tricky? <laughs> so if an I am is a plural word, it's a masculine word that's plural. Okay? So, and, and this is kind of interesting to me because so Genesis, what we call Genesis, they call Bereshis because it means in the beginning, the first three words of Genesis are what? In the beginning. So they call that book in the beginning. Shemos is called names, or they say these are the names because that's how Exodus begins. These are the names. So they call it Shemos. We would call it the book of Exodus, obviously, but Shemos is literally names. Okay, this next word, Bene. Bene. It's pronounced like B E N A Y. Bene. It means sons or children. Now, what's that next one? Good, good. That's the tetragrammaton, right? So it's Yahweh, the ineffable name. So literally, literally what that means is the self-existent and all-sufficient one. The self-existent and all-sufficient one. So to put that in more, more basic English terms, that means he don't need nobody. <laughs> he, is, he is by himself existent and by himself sufficient. He doesn't need none of us. All right. A couple more before we begin. So this one is... Eye, esher, eye. Eye, esher, eye. That means I am that I am. When he appeared to Moses, that's what he said. Eye, esher, eye. I feel the Holy Ghost just saying that. And then lastly, I'll skip. I'm going to cover this one and we'll come back and address these last ones here. This is El Shaddai. El Shaddai. Or God Almighty. God Almighty. Remember, El in Hebrew means God. Okay. Shall we go? All right. So, again, we call it the book of Exodus. 
because it more or less describes to us the Hebrews people's exodus or their exit, their migration out of Egypt into the land of promise. Um, so I covered this already, so we'll skip it. How it's Bereshis in Genesis, and then and this is now these are the names. And so the names. This is a book all about names. So if you'll read the first part of Exodus, it lists a bunch of names. It kind of recounts who went into Egypt and what happened when they were there. So it gives you names. Um, in this book, Moses gets his name. We are given the character Moses in this book. Inarguably, Moses is very significant. Amen? Not only in what he will accomplish for God, but what he will do and contribute for us. So his name is also very significant. Moshe, in Hebrew, Moshe, which is Moses, M-O-S-H-E, Moshe. It means drawn out. And his name is twofold significant because one, he is drawn out of the Nile from the bulrush in that ark that his, that his mom put him in. He's drawn out, but also because he will be used to draw out God's people. So this man, he's the guy that receives the law. He preserves the law. And he is Moshe Rabbeinu, Moses, our teacher. Whenever you have in you, knew that noise, that, that sound at the end of a word, it means our. So Rabbeinu means our rabbi is teacher. Rabbeinu means our teacher. So Moshe Rabbeinu means Moses, our teacher. But as substantial... And as significant as Moses' name is, there is another name that we get that is much more significant, much more important. And so up to this point, he is just El Shaddai, but in this book, we get a name. We get a name for our God. And so um, God Almighty is who we are introduced to, but Shamos introduces to us the memorial name. The memorial name that he tells Moses, because Moses, if you recall, at the burning bush, kind of arguing, I guess, in a little sense about going into Egypt and talking to Pharaoh and, and delivering God's people. He says, who am I to go and who do I say sent me? You know, and he says, tell them the I am that I am. This is my name forever, but it is the ineffable and it's the unspeakable name that he gives to Moses at the burning bush. And again, not to be redundant, not to be too repetitive, but I think this is something that just bears or merits additional discussion. And so we're going to go into a little bit of greater detail. So I want to read a little bit of Bible before we go further. Um, Exodus 3, Shamos 3, and start with verse 11. Shouldn't be, shouldn't be anybody that's not heard this before. find some different stuff here tonight. So Exodus 3 verse 11 says, Moses said unto God, who am I that I should go unto Pharaoh and that I should bring forth the children of Israel out of Egypt? And he said, certainly I will be with thee and this shall be a token unto thee that I have sent thee. When thou hast brought forth the people out of Egypt, ye shall serve God upon this mountain. 
And Moses said unto God, Behold, when I am come unto the children of Israel, and shall say unto them, The God of your fathers hath sent me unto you, and they shall say to me, What is his name? What shall I say unto them? In verse 14, God said to Moses, I am that I am. I am that I am, he said. Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, or Bane Israel, the children of Israel, I am hath sent me unto you. And God said, moreover, unto Moses, thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, the Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob hath sent me unto you. This is my name forever. This is my memorial unto all generations. And then I want to pick up at, at Shemo six, Exodus six and verse two. God spake unto Moses and said unto him, I am the Lord. And I appeared unto Abraham, unto Isaac, and unto Jacob. Interestingly, he appeared to them, but he never they never got a name. He appeared unto them by the name of God Almighty. But by my name, the Bible says, Jehovah, was I not known unto them. And literally, from the Hebrew, this is what it reads. God spoke to Moses, said to him, I am the Lord. I appeared to Abraham. Isaac and Jacob as El Shaddai, but I did not make myself known to them by my name, Hashem. I appeared to them, but I didn't make myself known to them. And obviously I put Hashem because that's what the Hebrew Bible says. It, it has the tetragrammaton right there. And so you could say Adonai or Hashem, but it's not Jehovah. We'll, we'll talk about that again. So in Hebrew, this is the way that verse ends with Yod He Vav He, not what English translators created as Jehovah, but with the ineffable name. And again, being redundant and at the risk of repeating myself, um, Jehovah is a translator's created name. It's not a name that God ever gave anybody for himself. Um, and what they did was they took the Yod, He, Vav, and He, merged it with the letters for Adonai. And then basically now, so because, you know, Yod, He, Vav, He doesn't have any vowels, so they put these, 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 these letters in there. Um, and actually there's no V sound in Hebrew. And so they basically took the W in We and made it a V. v and so they now they created Jehovah. And actually no J sound in Hebrew either. So just interesting. It's a, it would be a Yah, like Yeshua, Yonah. Yeah, because this Jewish Bible is like translated wrong. Like it says that word, uh, Jehovah, you click on it, it says uh, self-existent, eternal, Jehovah, Jewish national name of God, Jehovah, the Lord. And it's, like, it's not even right. It's not even biblical. And so, interestingly, interestingly, when when you see, you'll notice it is in all caps. I do believe in the text, um, but you'll notice anywhere where it is all caps, L O R D, not just capital L and an O R D. Normal that that can be just somebody's master, somebody's boss, somebody's basically their servant or subservient to somebody. But when all four of the letters are capitalized, we'll know that that's representing. Y-H-W-H. It's representing the Tetragrammaton, but out of reverence, they didn't put his, his name. 
his proper name. Um, so that would be, again, we could say Adonai, we could say Hashem, Barakosh. Uh, I mean, I got to go back up and look at that. I missed that one up sometimes. Is that the same as Yahweh? It is. It is. So they wouldn't say that because that's his proper name. And so to keep it from being common and just used every day, they don't say it, right? They would say, even the teacher, for example, he would say Yah and Wei, but not together. And so, um, Hakadosh Baraku, that's another, another substitution, which means the Holy and Blessed One, Hakadosh Baraku. Um, so then, wherever you see that, you can know that that is where the memorial name of God is used in the text. So it's capital letters, L-O-R-D. That would be Yah and Dwey. And notice here in verse 14, the I am that I am is all caps. is all caps. So what Moses here is given is that memorial name spoken. Verse was that again? That's 3 and 14. In Hebrew, this is what Eye, you write Eye with Aleph, He, Yod, He. So, and that of course goes right to left, not left to right. And so it is translated, I am. I am. That is Eye means I am. And in this, there are two letters that are taken directly out of the ineffable name. The Yod and the He. So that makes the Yah part of the name of Hashem. Or from a linguistic perspective, though, this really fascinates me. Because built into the name for I am, there's a pronoun and a verb. Right? I being a pronoun. He, she, they, them. Right? Pronouns. And then am, the verb be. So he is I am. Always. Am is the constant state. I was, and I may be some other time, but right now I am. But he is always, I am. Always, I am. Always. That's why we can say Jesus Christ, same yesterday, today, forever. He's the I am. And so, built into that, though, into um, this Eyeh is part of Yahshua. Yahweh. And Eyeh, bless you. So while the patriarchs might have known him as El Shaddai, they did not know him by Hashem. They did not know him by name. And now just consider that with me for a moment. For you and I to have any kind of meaningful relationship, I want to know your name. There's something, even when you make a phone call, a business phone call, it's good to get that person's name. People like to hear their names, first of all. But even in just our our casual friendships or more significant friendships and relationships, you've got to have a name for that relationship to go anywhere. And so Isaac, Abraham, and Jacob, they didn't have a name. He was just God Almighty. He was the Lord, of course. But he's, he's the same God that meets Moses. But Moses gets a name, and it's a covenant name. It's the name for which he says, this is my name forever. This is my memorial unto all generations. And so from that point forward, portions of that name will be in every name where he introduces or interacts with according to his people. 
And so um, he offers this covenant name to Moses, but more than a name, what he's offering is relationship. He's offering proximity, closeness, and he's offering covenant by giving him a name. And so in this name, Shamos 3 and 14 again says, is the name, it's a memorial to all generations that from this point forward, Moses, I'm not just going to be God Almighty, but I'm going to be in relationship with you. I'm going to be involved in your day-to-day activities and living, and you will be able to call upon me by name. You know, we know that at the mention of his name, that when you say his name, he's there. We're instructed that whatever you do in word or in deed, do in the name. Neither is there salvation in any other. There is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. It's a name. It's a name whereby we must be saved. It's a name in which we have these promises. It's a name in which we have healing. It's a name in which we have provision. It's a name in which we have covering. Amen? So anytime in the Old Testament that name appears, we know it's Adonai. It's in all caps. But it's the Lord. It's Him. And it doesn't stop there. Let's look at Matthew. Matthew 1. Again, a bunch of names in Matthew 1. But let's go down to verse 20. Matthew 1 and 20. This is talking about Joseph. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David... Fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And then verse 21, it says, And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name, what? Jesus. And how's it written? All caps. All caps. Because Why? Because it has, the, it has the covenant name of Yah and Wei built into it. It's Yeshua. That's how the Hebrews call him, Yeshua. Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus the Messiah. Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus the Messiah. So in all caps, there's the covenant name, Jesus. Luke does the same thing. So this is the I am that I am. Yeshua, Jesus, literally meaning the Lord is salvation. Literally. That's what Yeshua means. The Lord is salvation. That's why there's none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved because salvation is in that name. So they didn't actually say Jesus because they didn't have the J. They didn't have the J. So Yeshua. 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 Okay. Yeah. Yeshua. It means the Lord is salvation or I am salvation. 
because remember, Yah and Eye have the same letters, so it could mean I am salvation. Now verse 22 says, Now all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by, of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. How many gods are there? Not but one. And now he's with us. Now he's here to save us. So that ineffable name is intertwined in the name that's above every other name. Why is it the name above every other name? Because before he was Nisi, he was Rafa, he was Rohai, he was Sikhenu, so he was healer, he was banner, he was righteousness, he was shepherd, but he was never salvation. So now we don't only have a shepherd, but we have a shepherd that heals. We have a shepherd that saves. We have a banner. We have a righteous God. We have a deliverer, but he's now our savior. That's why it's the name that is above every other name. Because never did he have a name before that when you speak his name could bring salvation. Now when we go under the waters in baptism and we pronounce the name of Jesus over us, we've gone through the Red Sea. And then what did he say? He said, I am come in my father's name. I am come in my father's name. And so now here's a perfect place for us to transition to those last four parts of your table. So if you want to have those in front of you. Um, so Devarim, which is Deuteronomy, Devarim, D-E-V-A-R-I-M is Devarim. Which means the words. Ha Devarim means the words. So anybody want to take a guess how Deuteronomy begins? More the words. <laughs> D-E-U. Oh, in Hebrew? These be the words. D-E-V. A-R-I-M, Devarim. So literally means the words. And then verse 1, these be the words. So we're going to look, we're going to hopefully, between tonight and next week, hopefully memorize Devarim, Deuteronomy 6 and 4. This is a place... <laughs> so this is a place where we as oneness apostolic Pentecostal Christians will hang our hats it's hopefully a verse you know without even having to begin here but you just know Deuteronomy 6 and 4 that hero Israel the Lord our God is one Lord okay so uh, we, we love this verse for obvious reasons because it declares that there is only one God and, and that's indisputable by that verse, although other people will try to tell you otherwise. Um, so we like to hang our hat there because of the singularity of the God that we worship is proclaimed in this verse, Deuteronomy 6 and 4. He is one. But there's more to this verse than many of us even realize. And so we're going to go there tonight. Um, so if you got, again, back to your table, um, I'm going to read it to you in the Hebrew. And it would be Shema 
You want to repeat after me? Shema Yisrael Adonai. Or you could say Hashem, either one would be appropriate. I prefer Adonai. So Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu, which means our God. Remember, Nu at the end of the word means our, so Eloheinu, our God. Adonai Echad. 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 So Shema Yisrael. In, in the way he is Shema Yisrael. Shema Yisrael. Adonai Elohenu Adonai Echad. Powerful. And man, I'm, I don't want to get ahead of myself. But literally, what he says is, Hear me, Israel. Hear me. The Lord, our God, the Lord is one. And you can, you can better see these points of emphasis when you look at how it's written in that text in your table. You'll notice that two letters are bigger and two letters are bolder than the rest of the text. Anywhere they have found this verse in the scrolls, it's written that way intentionally. Because that first word and the last one are of great importance because it makes another message in that verse altogether. Something that's obviously missed in the English translation. So let's break it down. So Shema means hear or listen. Hear or listen. But why Shema? Why not Reah? Which means see. Why listen and why not see? See Israel, the Lord your God is one Lord. But it's hear Israel. Because the Bible doesn't declare that faith comes by seeing Faith comes by hearing. Faith comes by hearing because if seeing was believing, think of what the children of Israel saw. Think of everything they saw when the plagues came upon Egypt. Think of what they saw when they were on their journey in the way to get out of Egypt. And while they wandered in the wilderness, the manna, the quail, the water out of a rock. I mean, think about what they saw with their eyes. But faith doesn't come by seeing. Otherwise, they would have had plenty of faith. (laughs) They would have had plenty if it came by seeing. But faith comes by hearing. So Shema is what this verse declares. Because I'm not just now engaging my ears to listen. But Shema means to hear intelligently. To now I've engaged my, my ears and my brain and my heart. The lev in Hebrew is the heart, lev, and that is the center of human consciousness. So now I've engaged my ears and my heart when I shema. And then what it means is it goes one step further. Shema means don't only hear me, obey what you're about to hear. Obey what you're going to hear. So now it's not only got my ears, it's got my brain, my heart, and then my body. That's why he says, love the Lord thy God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. That is Shema. That is what Shema means. I mean, think about how simple that sounds in English here. And it's so totally lost on our way of thinking. But Shema means hear me, engage what you're hearing, and live what you're hearing. Because it's like like the difference between your child... 
hearing you, hearing what you say, and doing what you say. Because I know a lot of times with my kids, I'm sure it's the same with your kids or anybody else that's had them, it goes in one ear, right out the other. It just does. It's just the way we're built. But Shema means hear this and live this. Hear it and live it, Israel. Why is this so significant? Because you'll notice, again, those letters are two. They're bigger and they're bolder. It's the Ein and Shema and the Dalit and the Chad. They're bigger and bolder. Again, in every written scroll they have found, they appear this way. Because in Ein... It's not just a letter in Hebrew. Ein, the letter Ein, is also a word. Okay? And it means with the I. The I. Ein means I. Okay? So when it's joined with the Dalit, it means Eid. Eid. A-Y-D. Eid. Which, let me point this out. Any time that this verse appears again, is bigger and bolder and it's intentional. That because when these letters are joined together, they create a word pronounced Eid. A-Y-D in English is how you would transliterate it. But Eid is what it says. And what it means is witness. Or testimony. Eid means witness or testimony. So I want you to shma what I'm about to explain. I want you to hear me and understand me. Jesus was asked, what's the first, or in Matthew, what's the greatest commandment? And what did he reply? Mark 12, 29 says, Jesus answered him, the first of all commandments is, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all your heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind, and with all thy strength. This is the first commandment. Shema Yisrael, Adonai Elohenu, Adonai Echad. Vahavta ait Adonai Elohecha, Vachal Ivavka, Uchal Novsheka, Uchal Molecha. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and might. And then he says, the second is like, namely this. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. So in Matthew, he's quoted as saying, on these two commandments hang all the law and prophets. That literally what he's saying is the law and prophets can be summed up by what I just told you. That your Lord is one and you're to love him with all of your heart, soul, mind and strength. And you're to love your neighbor as yourself. That is the law and prophets. So what did Jesus really just tell them? He was saying to them particularly that right now you're under Roman rule. And the Romans don't have one God. But you do. They're polytheistic. They don't worship just one God. But they see one God people. And how do they see you interacting with each other? How do they see you conducting yourself? And now it translates to us today that we're in a land that don't know that there's 
one God. And when they see us because of Eid, there should be a witness or there should be a testimony that you are one God people. That when they came out of Egypt, when they came out of Egypt, he told them, Shema Israel, Adonai Elohenu, Adonai Echad. That Israel, you serve the one true living God. And everywhere you go, you are to be his witness. And they're going to know you're his witness by your apparel. They're going to know you're his witness by your conduct. They're going to know that you're his by your demeanor, by your speech, by everything about you. Even by the way that you do your farming, they're going to know that you're his people. I mean, why would it make any sense to say you can't put these kind of animals together to plow a field? Or you can't put this kind of crop next to this kind of crop? To us, it doesn't make any sense. But to somebody looking on, those people are different. Those people are different. Those people don't plow like we plow. Those people don't plant like we plant. Those people don't live like we live. Why? Because we serve Hashem. We're different. And that's why I'd. Because you were to be my witness in this earth that there is one God and I'm him. Man. So in the Shema. And the greatest commandment is a reminder to you and me of our responsibility to the Egyptians around us that there's one God. And I love him with all of my heart, soul, mind and strength. And that you may not know him and you may not worship him like I do. But because of the way that I live my life, I can introduce you to him. Say it with me. Aid. Your witness. What's your witness? What's your testimony? When you go to work, do you act like everybody else? When you go to work, do you conduct yourself like everybody else? Or can they, by their eye, witness that there's something different about you? Not just your dress. Because Israel did wear different clothing. They couldn't wear things made out of certain materials. And they couldn't put certain materials together. Why? Because they're different. But we, because we are one God people, we are to be his witness. How do you say? He said, by this, they will know that you are my disciples. Epistles, known and read of all men. What do they read when they read our lives? Do they read a Shema Israel? I think right now would be fitting 
if we just lifted our hands for a moment. And I think, feel the Lord moving in this place right now. And I think he's bringing revelations about what this means. And, and, and he's bringing you an understanding of how you can better implement it in your life. Father, I thank you for what your word declares. And I bind an agreement with you in what it says and how we should be and how we should live. Oh, Lord, we want to love you with all of our heart, our soul, our mind, and our strength. And I declare, Lord, that we want to be in this earth your witnesses. That when they see us, Lord, let them know that there is but one God, and his name is Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord. Praise God. Ah, Shema. Shema Israel. Shema Israel. Shema Truth Church. Shema. Adonai Eloheinu, our God, is the Chad. And we are to be His witnesses. And you can be a witness without even opening your mouth. That those lands that they journeyed through, they didn't speak to them, but they knew those were people of the name. They were people of Hashem, people of the name. And what are we? We are people of the name. Jesus. I hope you see that verse differently after tonight. That it's not just hero Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And, and it declares that there's just one. But that it declares something so much more meaningful and impactful. And it gives us instruction. Because what were they to shma? You can't, you can't act like there's only one God, but you can't act like a person of God. Amen? And that's what he was telling them. They won't, they won't just know that you only worship one God, but they're going to know the one God you worship when they see you. Praise God. I think that's a good place to stop. Amen.